1: Hey, it's Markay from The Markay Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. First of all, thanks for listening to The Markay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative.
2: You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's The Markay
1: Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Man, they're closing the border to Canada. I probably should have gotten to see my dad one more time before I... Well, anyway, so long. So long, Canada. It was nice. It was nice knowing you uh non essential people if you have non essential travel to Canada, like for example, if you just want to go skiing or if you 're out of maple syrup or if you 're nineteen and you want to drink no more you 're not going to be able to do that anymore uh because all non essential travel to canada which i 'm going to be honest with you most most travel to canada is not is non essential it 's the other way what happens is there's usually essential tra- uh, there 's essential traffic coming from canada to the united states they're coming in for cheap gas and cheaper groceries and uh you know what i mean i don't even know what maybe maybe bad beer whatever it is they're looking to get um that's usually how the traffic goes but no longer the border has been shut down between canada and the united states uh by order of the president of the united states and the uh, prime minister trudeau hold on i'm trying to log into my computer by the way we're, we're there we're dropping like flies around here We're dropping. The other Josh is out again today. And uh, Hannah is also not here. So it's me and Scott and Keith, but they're isolated in another room. They're also not. They're also not uh, following the six feet apart rule. So we'll, uh, well, that's okay though. I mean, they're six Here's feet Here's the ar- thing, man. It doesn't matter where <laughs> I sit. I've got six feet of ass, so there's yeah. just no getting around it. Well, I guess that, that's a good point. Uh, so we basically, I'm safe in this little cubicle, in this little isolated area, but they may, um, you know, they may, they may have to leave early to go get tested for the coronavirus. Also, I was thinking about it yesterday. Uh, because, you know, I've been the, I've been reading the, about the symptoms of the coronavirus and I've been looking. They're going to start testing people here locally at TIAA Bank Stadium. And I was thinking about, you know, basically what it means to get the coronavirus. And I've been listening to these stories from people. I believe that uh, that I got the coronavirus. I got the coronavirus. I'm pretty sure I'm like ninety nine percent sure that I had the coronavirus. And I was thinking it was just earlier this year, which I know it seems like January was so long ago. You know, January was a happier time in our lives when we just 2020 was brand new and we were all excited for the new year. And it was going to be an election year and we weren't sure who was going to be our, our our, you know, Democratic candidate. Not like today, who we know it's going to be Joe Biden. Uh, but it was like this year full of of magic and mystery. And we were all just waiting for Donald Trump to get acquitted from his uh, bogus uh, charges from the House of Representatives. It was going to be this amazing Time. That was only two months ago. Now we're here in the middle of March and we're living basically in hell. We're all locked in our homes. Our kids are locked in our homes with us. There's no bars. There's no drinking. There's no travel. There's no toilet paper. It's an awful situation. But I was thinking back to it. And in January, I had what I believe to be the coronavirus. As I look at my symptoms and as I think back to what happened to me physically, there's only that's the only that's the only diagnosis i can come up with after the fact what let me go back to to, uh, christmas time over christmas my family and i we traveled you know which is the first sign of getting any kind of virus is traveling and we decided with christmas break we would go up to north carolina we would do some skiing we stayed at the biltmore house it was lovely we we pet some animals they had a petting zoo i probably shouldn't have done that and then we went to visit my in-laws in washington dc one of the hubs of the country. I mean there's a lot of people coming in and out of the DC area all the time. We were there for a couple of days interacting, got back in the car, drove all the way home, and then about a week later I got a cough. But it wasn't just like a regular like I get a cough usually it's allergy related or maybe I have a little bit of a cold, but this cough was long and drawn out and it lasted for probably two weeks, and it was the kind of cough where even though I felt okay, you know, even though I wasn't I wasn't immobilized and I could come to work when I uh, when I laughed, you know, sometimes you laugh, you go ha ha, and then it turns into this raspy cough. And my coworkers are all like, "Are you all right? Are you sick? What's going on?" So a lot of people, uh, are, you know, said you should go to the doctor. I went to the doctor, which I don't usually do when I have a little bit of a cough because I feel like it's just going to go away. But I went to the doctor, and this I remember. This I'm, I described to her my symptoms, I described her what was going on, she listened to my chest, she listened to my back, all these things, and she said, I'm not really sure what it is, but it just sounds like you have an upper respiratory infection. An upper respiratory infection. And she gave me all kinds of meds. She gave me antibiotics, she gave me this steroid so I wouldn't lose my voice. She gave me codeine cough syrup to help me sleep, which by the way, it totally did. And I, and I got like, I literally, I came back. I had a bag full of medication from my doctor for what she said was an upper respiratory infection. And it stuck with me because it was like nothing I'd ever experienced. And now when I look back, the cough, two weeks of the cough, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I had a fever. I don't remember exactly what my symptoms were. I could probably contact her and find out, but I think. Back in January, I had the coronavirus before anyone knew what it was, before it had a name, before we thought it was here, before it was a big deal, before it was sending people into lockdown. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Think back to December, January, February of this year. Did you get sick? Did you have some kind of cough or some kind of upper respiratory infection? Did you have trouble breathing? Did you have a fever that just seemed to pop out of nowhere and then all of a sudden disappeared just as easily? I mean, it could have been that we've been getting the coronavirus for months. Think about this. They say that 86% of the people who have this virus right now are undiagnosed, don't even know they have it. Of, of If you pick seven people that have the coronavirus, only one of them knows that they have it, which means six of them are walking around with it and have no clue. They're totally clueless coronavirus carriers. That could have been me. That could have been you. In January, in February, if there's that many people that don't know they have the coronavirus now, surely there were, there were some of us back then that didn't know we had it. And before it became a thing, before it was the, t- the hot topic every day, before there were coronavirus task force forces and, and coronavirus funding bills and coronavirus curfews, before any, before they started pulling kids out of school and telling people, you've got to telecommute, before any of that, before any of that. We all could have had it, and it could have just been diagnosed as an upper respiratory infection or a cold or seasonable blah, blah, blah. Because when there's not a name for something, I mean, medicine isn't an exact science. There's no test for it. It sounds like a cold. It sounds like an upper respiratory infection. It sounds like the flu. How many times have we heard, man, this is the worst flu season we can remember? So many people. So many people have said this flu season has just been awful. You know, at church, we had our music director was out for two weeks because of the flu. Was it the flu? Maybe she had the coronavirus. Maybe we've been walking around with this thing for two, three months, didn't even know it. And somehow in those two to three months that we were all walking around with it, nothing seemed to happen. 855-765-1045. So listen, I'm I'm fully convinced that that's what I had because it was unlike anything I'd ever had before. Now. The good news is, having had the coronavirus, I can really discuss with you what it 's like and number two i've i 've now boosted my immune system, so odds are odds are now not saying i won 't get it again, but i 'm saying my body knows how to deal with it. My body is stronger for having had it, so if you see me walking around or if you see me out of the grocery store or if you see me you know at church or something, just don 't worry because odds are i you know I can take it eight five five seven six five 1045 think about that for just a minute because i think if you if you think back just to the beginning of the year or even christmas time or 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 february when it was when you when you when it was bad flu season maybe it wasn't bad flu season maybe it was the coronavirus 855 765 listen we got to take a quick break when we get back uh we'll talk a little bit about what happened yesterday with the primary election we'll talk a lot about what's going on with the coronavirus cnn i believe is totally, they're suffering from something. They may have lost their minds over there. We'll tell you what's going on with them. And we have your phone calls. Why? Well, it's whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about today, we will talk about. 855-765-1045. Leave us an open mic message, too, on our mobile app. It's 104.5 WOKV uh, in your app store. This is the Marques Show. Quick break. We'll be right back.
3: everybody check your clock it's 10:07 you know what that means it's time for Mark k
1: yeah it's 10:22 i probably should have played that one at the top of the show. Hey, yo, next time we'll play it tomorrow at 10 <laughs> you know maybe we'll just cut the maybe we'll just cut the uh, the time right out of the- Right out of that one. Hey, you know what? Like I said, we're, we're dropping like flies. We are we are shorthanded here today. Uh, and and so we're, we're doing the best that we can. Eight, luckily, it's whatever you want Wednesday. So we don't really have a lot of work to do. You know, I prepared a little bit. Um, and then, of course, at 1130, we're going to be interrupted by another coronavirus task force press conference uh, from the president and the vice president and all the experts at the White House, giving you the uh, the latest and the greatest updates. Uh, star Star 1045 is our number. We got a Susie, of course, from Middleburg. Susie, how are you today? What's up? Susie.
2: Hey, um before I say what I gotta say, I would like to tell you that back at the end of December for about two weeks into January. Yeah. I thought I was dying.
1: You were dying?
2: Yeah, I had my doctor said it was an upper respiratory infection.
1: See, I'm thinking, Susie, that right now like back then it was just an upper respiratory infection. Today, looking back, do you think that maybe you had the coronavirus? Anything's possible. That is true. All right. What you want? What else did you want to say, Susie? It's Trump Day. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> by the way, yeah. uh, by the way, I was talking over the break to our fr- friends on Facebook. Who by, all Facebook? We will continue even if the radio station stops for some reason. We'll still be broadcasting on Facebook uh, all the time. Uh, we will be uh, we will be out there and we will be, uh, if you're on Facebook and you're on Twitter and you're on, on, on YouTube, uh, wherever you happen to be, just keep listening and watching because we're going to try to get it out to you. Um, we're going to try to get it out to you uh, any way that we can, even if I have to be at home. Um, but Susie, thanks so much for calling. Look, it's it's inevitable that if you look back, someone that you know or maybe you yourself or both of you had something bad physically happen to you in January or December, uh, you know, the flu season that we've heard about. God, this is the worst flu season forever in in a day. We haven't seen a flu season this bad. Blah blah blah. Well, now as you look back, it may be something totally different. It may be something that you didn't even think about. It may be that uh, it may be that you had the coronavirus before the coronavirus was cool. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Ken on the West Side. Hi, Ken. How are you?
0: Good morning. I can't beat the, that previous caller. No way. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, see you
1: later. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What did you want to say, Ken?
0: Well, I I think I may have had this last year, uh, last December, January. I I thought it was the flu, but uh, I had never had fever chills so bad like that before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what happens. And I mean, I think like a lot of people and if you go on Facebook uh, you know, back to January, how many people were posting? Oh, I've got the flu. I can think of at least three or four people that canceled events in January and February because they were sick. They had the flu. They had some kind of issue. They weren't they weren't feeling well. They had upper respiratory infections, myself included. You know, think about how many sick days people took. The other Josh was sick like every other day. He's not even here today. Uh, and I think maybe now it's because of the coronavirus. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is Rick. Uh, Rick in Woodbine, Georgia. How you doing, Rick? All right, Brian. How you doing, baby? Oh, good. It's Mark, but you were close. You were close. I've been calling. Oh, you Mark. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry.
0: All right. Hey, listen. Brian will be back Yeah, yeah. Call me whatever yeah, you want.
4: Hey, yeah, listen. Back in January, that's exactly what happened. I went to the doctor. I was feeling kind of crappy. He said I had an upper respiratory infection. They gave me a shot of a a steroid and gave me some codeine for the cough. Yeah. And, you know, 10 days later, I was fine. Back to work. So, you know.
1: Rick, I think that's exactly what happened to me. Do you think it was coronavirus?
4: Yeah, I do. I really do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the funny part about it, uh, I haven't had any symptoms now at all or nothing. I feel great. I'm at work. I'm I'm with the kids. I mean, it, it is what it is. I think we're just blowing this thing way out of proportion. You know, and look, and I don't
1: want to be I don't want to be one of the doomsday people or whatever. But I really believe if there's no way to really pinpoint when this started or when it came here or even how many cases we have, then this could have been around a lot longer than we think. Coronavirus could have been here in the United States back in December. It could have been here in January. It could have been here in February. And just now, is it becoming like the cool thing to talk about? Just now, is it becoming the big thing to do? But you're right, man. You're right. That's exactly what I had. And I remember it so clearly because I've never had anything like it. It was a two-week cough. The doctor gave me the codeine. The doctor gave me the steroids and the antibiotics. Two weeks. Uh, So so abnormal for me. And uh, and then that was it. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it.
4: Scott in Palm Coast, how are you? Pretty good, Mark. Listen, uh, well, I hope everybody in your office is fine. I hate to hear that anything bad is going on. But yeah. just like we were saying, um About the end of January, beginning of February, this uh flu like thing came right through my office and knocked out about sixty something percent of the office. Wow, everybody says it everybody says that they never seen anything come so hard, so fast like it did. They were on their back for about maybe ten days, which seems to be the magic number and then all of a sudden now they're all back at work, everybody's fine, and they lived through it. Some people went to the doctor, some people didn't go to the doctor you know they just wrote it out. I I didn't get affected at all because I I get the flu shot. I've been getting it for over twenty years. Right, and I I didn't even get a sniffle out of the thing. But um, I'm saying this has to be the coronavirus because it had everything that they say the symptoms were. Yeah, uh, the, the symptoms were and how fast this thing moves. It came through. They got it. They wrote it out. They're back to work. And I'm telling you exactly what you said. I think that this is what it is,
1: Scott. But say, and 60 percent of your office, that's that's right in line with the numbers we're hearing for coronavirus. Now, I also get the flu shot and I have for years. And I think I got hit because it's not technically the flu. It's more like a covid. It's a it's a more like a cold. But I, if you think about it, wherever you work. Wherever you live, think about January, think about February, think about all the people that quote unquote got the flu or were quote unquote dying and had to take off work for several days because, oh, if you if you go to school, did you have any of your, your kids' teachers out or even some of the kids in your high school? How many people felt like they had a really, really bad flu or cold this season? Could have been. Coronavirus. 855 765 1045. Listen, quick break. More of your phone calls, traffic, weather, news, all on the way. Stay tuned to The Marquee Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative.
2: You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's The Marquee Show.
3: This is The Marquee Show.
5: Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a very awesome day for us here in Florida. And I can't wait for the season to start.
1: I'll tell you what, man, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but Massachusetts has 300 plus coronavirus cases and Florida has like a third of that. The Tampa area is almost clean as a whistle. So I don't know if that had anything to do with his decision. But, yes, Tom Brady is uh, moving to Florida to play for the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. Oh, more on that, I'm sure. Coming up. 855-765-1045. And we're going to get into this primary too, because there's a, uh, there's a lot to unpack. Bernie Sanders is currently reassessing his campaign for president, which means he's going to drop out. Joe Biden has basically wrapped this thing up. And Joe Biden, I feel like, I really feel like Joe Biden should also reassess his presidential bid because at this point in time, there is nothing Joe Biden can do to win. Beating Bernie Sanders was easy, but now you've got a much more difficult, uh, much more difficult thing to do on, much more difficult challenge, and that is to beat Donald Trump. And beating Donald Trump is going to be very difficult, especially for somebody like Joe Biden. Why? Well, Think about what this coronavirus is doing. A lot of people, and a lot of people have been talking about how the media is boosting the the uh, the you know that the hellish nature or the the fear mongering with this coronavirus, so that the economy will collapse, so that people will be out of work, so that they'll be scared. And what they're going to do in that case is they're going to freak out on Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has been has been talking about the unemployment numbers being the lowest ever and the economy being the strongest it's ever been. And now with the coronavirus and with all of these forced closures. And with all of this mass media hysteria, all of that is going by the wayside. It's plummeting. It's falling. In fact, the Dow is uh, down again 900 points today so far. So they're saying this is going to be a tough race for Donald Trump. But I believe, on the contrary, it's going to be an even tougher race for Joe Biden. Why? Because once again, Donald Trump is being challenged. He's being challenged by a virus as he has been challenged by viruses in the past. The old viruses were called Pelosi and Schiff. This new virus is called coronavirus. But it's always the same thing. Something happens that everybody declares will be the end of Donald Trump's presidency. We'll take him down. Something happens and Donald Trump apparently will fail. He will fail. This is the end. This is doom and gloom for Trump's presidency. President Trump is on his way out. Without a strong economy, with with strong unemployment, with this coronavirus, Joe Biden somehow is the guy to come in and save us all. But a couple of things are not going Joe Biden's way. First of all, this virus is not spreading as quickly as anyone would like to think that it's spreading. Also, this virus has a task force that Donald Trump is in command of. Uh, and they're doing an exceptional job at getting tests together, at getting information out there. They're keeping the public informed. Donald Trump comes out every single day for five days, five straight days. He's had press conferences. He's spoken to the nation. He's met with experts. He's put uh Vice President Mike Pence in charge of this whole thing. Mike, Mike Pence, a very, very astute and capable leader when it comes to something like this. So... This thing that's supposed to take down Donald Trump is actually doing what all of these things do, and it's bolstering him as a stronger leader. It's showing that, wow, not only can Donald Trump boost the economy and lower the unemployment rate, and not only can Donald Trump fight back these horrible allegations which were made up and bogus about the Ukraine and about Russia, and not only can Donald Trump, uh, you know, redo our trade deals and, and, and take out terrorists with decisive military action, not only is Donald Trump making America great again and protecting us and making us stronger and richer and all that, But he can also handle the threat of a global pandemic. And you know that he's doing it well because CNN is praising him for it. Swear to God, this is horrible news for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is supposed to be taking on Donald Trump. Joe Biden is supposed to be facing President Donald Trump in November at the tail end of a global pandemic that is ripping through our economy and destroying all of the prosperity that Donald Trump has built up in three years. And you've got Dana Bash on CNN talking about what a great job the guy's doing. Oh, hold on. I have to. Oh, of course. Of course, we're having technical difficulties because why wouldn't we? Hang on, let me let me change this one button and you'll be able to uh, then you'll be able to hear it. But it's it's something that I don't think anybody expected when this global pandemic happened. I don't think that the the bipartisanship and the coming together that everyone is experiencing. I don't think they expected it. Here's what Dana Bash said.
2: This was remarkable from the president of the United States. This is a nonpartisan. This is um, an important thing to note uh, and to applaud from an American standpoint, from an from a human
1: standpoint. Right. They're talking about how Donald Trump is working with governors like Andrew Cuomo, who's been his like you know his avowed enemy for how long Uh, in New York State to get New York the things that they need. Working with governors all across the country, no matter what party they are. Working with Nancy Pelosi in Congress to get legislation passed and make sure that we have um, you know economic programs in place to, to curb, to stop the bleeding, basically, and to make sure that unemployment doesn't skyrocket and that people can pay their bills when they're not going to work, when they're forced to be at home, especially those hourly employees and those small business owners. How are we going to help them? and And President Trump has gotten together with the Democrats and everyone is working really well together and that's horrible news for Joe Biden because Donald Trump being able to work with congress and senate and being able to work across these organizations and being able to work with governors to actually fix the problem to to make sure that that this pandemic doesn't destroy america to make sure that it doesn't rip through our nation and infect people and kill the elderly and and put people's lives at risk uh, you know when when they could have been saved donald trump is doing a stellar job at leading and CNN even broadcast that he is um,
2: being the kind of leader that people need at least in tone today and yesterday right. in tone that people need and want and yearn for in times of crisis and uncertainty.
1: he's actually been that kind of leader since day one. They just you know were too busy attacking him to realize it, but now now that everybody is really scared, this is real fear, folks. This, you can tell, this is real fear. The whole thing with Ukraine... Nobody was scared that Donald Trump was working with the president of the Ukraine to get information on Joe Biden so he could beat him in an election. The whole thing with Russia, nobody was actually scared that the president of the United States was Putin's puppet and was working with with Vladimir Putin to defeat Hillary Clinton in 2016. That wasn't real fear. Nobody thought Donald Trump was shredding the Constitution and and, and abusing his power. Nobody cared about that. There was no fear. Coronavirus, this is real fear. And when there's real fear, when there's when there's real depression, when when people are when there's real uncertainty, people need a real leader. And that's what Donald Trump has always been. CNN and a lot of people on the left are finally realizing that
2: he is um, being the kind of leader that people need, at least in tone today.
1: Yeah, at least in tone. He may not be a real leader, but at least he sounds like a real leader. Like you know, Baby steps. Baby steps, folks. Eventually, eventually CNN's going to come around. 855-765-1045. In the end, this is horrible news for Joe Biden because Joe Biden is, is out there. His job now, now that Bernie Sanders is out of the way, Joe Biden's job is to A, stay alive long enough until there's an election and B, try to prove to people that Donald Trump is not a good leader. And the people who hate Donald Trump the most, the people who have made it their their lifelong goal to to obliterate his presidency and remove him from office. The CNN reporters, the editorial board at CNN, all these anchors, Dana Bash and the rest of them. When you have CNN going on television and saying Donald Trump is is truly being a great leader, he's putting partisanship aside. He's getting it done. And he's the kind of leader we need to uh, to help us get through this coronavirus crisis and help us when there, we're feeling so much uncertainty. Donald Trump is the man. When you have CNN saying that, if you're Joe Biden, you've got to be like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do now? 855-765-1045. Quick break. We have more of your phone calls, more whatever you want Wednesday. We're waiting on the update, by the way, speaking of which, from the president and the vice president and the coronavirus task force. That's coming up at 1130. So we'll squeeze in as many phone calls as we can between now and then. Uh, also, a lot of questions about the taxes and the free money that's coming our way. We'll get you that information, too. Don't even, Don't even go anywhere. Keep it locked right here on 104.5 WOKV. I guess that's that's another way of saying uh, social distancing. Get out of my bubble. 855-765-1045 is the number. Look, listen, having had the coronavirus myself and getting over it, Um, You know, I just want you to know, it's not that bad. Like you, you should survive. Also, here's another thing that I heard about, uh, about blood types. Apparently, if you have O blood, you're less likely to get it or to be affected by it. If you have A type blood, you have like a 41% greater chance of, of contracting it. I have O blood. By the way, I have O-negative blood, which I tell you for two reasons. Number one, um, because if I'm in an accident, just bring me all your O-negative blood, ASAP, because I'm going to need it. Also, know that I'm the universal donor, which is kind of the crappy thing about having O-blood. If you're O, you can give blood to anybody. Anybody can receive O-blood. If you're A, A, B, or B, you get the O. But if you're O, you can only get other O-blood. So while I can give my blood to anybody, I can only get it from other O's. So that's kind of, you know... That's the cross that I have to bear. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Tina in Jacksonville. Hi, Tina. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm
1: great, Tina. What do you want to say about the coronavirus?
2: Well, um, last week my daughter was sick. She was running fever, cough. You know all the typical things. Yeah. And I went over to babysit her six month old while she went to an urgent care. And they swabbed her for just i guess typical flu, right, and she she tested positive, okay, so I just wonder, um if you get tested for the flu and it comes back positive, is there a chance it could be corona
1: yeah, I look, I don't know, um that's a great question i don't there's so little we know about this that. I think that it could, you know, maybe it, maybe it does. I didn't even get tested for anything. I just was told upper respiratory infection with the same symptoms. And that's the thing about, you know, that's the thing about medicine. It's not, they don't really know exactly unless they do have a swab. Like, like uh, what's one strep throat. They can tell, they can swab your throat and they can tell you in 10 minutes whether or not you have strep throat. Now. They're they're not always one hundred percent accurate. They're like ninety percent accurate. So you may you may have it and not know it, or you may not have it and know it. That kind of thing. But um, but you know, I think for the most part, if they, if you go to the doctor, or at least before this, if you went to the doctor and you had a fever and you had a cough, they probably just thought you had some kind of infection, gave you some antibiotics, sent you on your way, and the majority of us, you know, got better. And I think this has been around a lot longer than we we think. But the hysteria. The fear-mongering, that's all new. Good point, though. Hey, thanks so much for calling. 855-765-1045. This is uh, Kathy in Jacksonville. How are you, Kathy?
2: Well, I'm fine, thank you. Um, in the wintertime, uh, infants get what is called respiratory succinctal virus, mm. and it's bad. Mm. It's very contagious to the other kids, and they have to tempt these infants. And actually, um, adults, this has always been the case. They get something similar to this. It's not called respiratory succinctal virus, but it is a viral uh, respiratory issue. So, and it's always, it, it, it comes around the winter months only for these babies. And so I believe that this has also popped up. You know, for, for adults,
1: I think it could be the same thing. It could be, yeah. Hey, that's a good point. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is Bill in Jacksonville. Bill, uh, hey, thanks so much for calling. How are you?
0: Stay hey, good. I've been on hold for half an hour, sitting in Publix parking lot. It's pretty interesting. Oh, good. What did you, you see at the Publix? Oh, my God, it's freaking bad. I just watched a gentleman with an oxygen hose in his nose, uh, little blue gloves on, and one of those masks that don't work. Filling his car with food. Oh, wow. I mean, it's survival of the witless here. But yeah. <laughs> the reason I called you is yeah. that I wanted to suggest nobody's mentioned a, a cost of this uh, thing. They start out saying that if you're somewhat healthy, if you're not over 70 years old, you know, a lot of people are going to get sick and not even know it. And you spoke to that. Right. But they're taking money away from real diseases. And I'm not saying this isn't a real disease, but it doesn't seem to have the impact of cancer well it's not a disease at all.
1: it's a, a virus a virus isn't a disease COVID-19 is not a disease it's a you know it's a it's a it's basically something like a cold or a flu it's not yeah a disease is cancer a disease is Lou Gehrig's yeah. a disease is and uh, you know any arthritis all those things that people really uh, do suffer from and need help from you're right about that and and the, think about the financial cost that all of those organizations uh are 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 you know they're they're feeling the the brunt of it because nobody's given money there and in fact they're funneling money away
0: well, they're taking money away, and I would call you. Attention number one, all these government people and these teachers said they're going to get paid. Okay, yeah. you and I aren't going to get paid. The waitresses aren't going to get paid. But think about the, the thing that was going to kill all of us, I don't know, 20 years ago, and it was the AIDS virus. It was going to kill everybody.
1: Wait, why am I not why am ramp ramped I not it up? Yeah.
0: Huh? Why? Yeah, right. Why? Why not? If you're not working, why not get paid? Wait, I am
1: working. Um, wait, you just uh, what do you know that I don't? Anyway, we got to we got to take a quick break. Listen, uh, you, but you are you are right about that. There are other actual illnesses and, and diseases that are going to be around a lot longer than COVID nineteen that still need research, that still need funding. That I mean, in fact, my daughter came back from school the other day. I mean, it was last week because there's no more school, but she came back and they're doing a they were doing a fundraiser for the American Heart Association, and she was all excited about it, and I was like. Good luck, <laughs> you know. Good luck getting money for the American Heart Association because right now all people care about is the coronavirus. Eight five five. I mean, I gave her I gave her forty bucks because I'm not a heel, but eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. Traffic, weather, news. More of your phone calls coming up. That's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKB. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out
2: no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show.
1: This is the Mark K Show.
2: I don't understand why everyone is complaining about having to stay home with their children. Stay-at-home moms have been doing this forever, so I just don't really understand what the big deal is.
1: Well, they've been doing it forever, but they still ship their kids off to school unless you're homeschooling. By the way, I always thought, you know, the homeschooling thing, I always thought to myself, man, these homeschooling people, they're crazy. Why would they? Why would anyone want to homeschool their kids? And I guess God heard me, because now, guess what? Guess whose kids are at home? Her buddies. I told my wife, my, this is our first day, by the way, of the virtual school at my house. My wife did a great job. She and the kids yesterday, they, they got their dick because they have a little desk area at home, and they cleaned them off, and they put all their school books up there and sharpened all their pencils and made sure they had all their login info for whatever virtual school they were going to need to do, and they made sure they understood everything. And we went through the rules. You know, you got to go to bed early. You got to wake up early. You got to get dressed. I also told my wife, because my kids go to a school where they're required to wear uniform and i told my wife i go when they get up tomorrow tell them that they have to put on their uniforms because it's still school tell them the principal said uh it's virtual school but you still have to wear your uniforms um uh, but i got a picture from her and apparently uh apparently they didn't do that Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. tracy in jacksonville how you doing tracy thanks for calling the K show
4: Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm
1: doing great, Tracy. Uh, what did you want to say about the coronavirus?
4: Well, uh, about uh, the relief for the economy. The government's wanting to give $1,000 to everybody yeah. for free. I would say if you're affected by the coronavirus out of work, how about giving you relief on your mortgage and tacking that onto the end of the loan? That way nothing's free. Everybody's still paying for it, and the economy's still going strong
1: wait a minute so so instead of getting a thousand dollars cash you want what
4: mortgage relief
1: for a thousand dollars
4: well as I said, if you're whatever a thousand dollars and then it, whatever you miss by chance you tack it on to the end of the loan that way the bank ain't losing money you're just getting temporary relief until you're back up on your feet to oh, me I that see. makes why don't you make sense why don't you just use the one thousand
1: dollars to pay your mortgage
4: or if you're out for too much, if by chance you're out longer. Oh, I see. I can see that. I, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I was watching. Uh, that's a good point. I was watching. We should talk a little bit about this relief package. I was, um, I was watching Clark Howard earlier today, and Clark Howard. You know, Clark Howard's a smart guy. He said something that is very important. He said you need to triage your finances. You need to triage your finances. And what that means is if you are getting laid off or if you're, uh, you know, an hourly employee or if you work at a restaurant, you're not getting the tips. If you're not if your wages are being affected somehow because of the coronavirus and because of all these shutdowns, then what you need to do is you need to look at your finances and figure out what's most important and pay those first. And any kind of debt you have that you can basically blow off for a little while that's the one that you blow off and the and he ordered he put him in order he said the first and most important thing is your your house you have to pay your mortgage you have to pay your rent so make sure that when you're paying your bills you pay your rent first then food you need food you need to make sure that you've got food you need to make sure you're eating you need to make sure you can take care of yourself especially if there's a shortage whatever so then he said you know buy food And then third should be your car, because you've got to be able to be mobile. What if you have to leave or evacuate? You need what if there's an emergency, that kind of thing. And then you go through and you just kind of triage the rest of your bills, uh, credit cards, school loans, that kind of thing. And if there's something that you have to be late on, don't make sure it's not something that is going to adversely affect your day to day today. If you don't and and he's not saying don't pay your school loans, he's saying make sure you know what's most important. And paying back that school loan right now is not as important as paying your rent or paying your mortgage. Um, thanks so much for calling, though. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Also, this tax relief package, because here's basically what uh, yesterday the president came out with Steve Mnuchin. And here's what they said. This is what this is what they were suggesting. We send people cash. Yeah, everybody gets a check for $1,000. Not everybody, not millionaires and billionaires, fine, whatever. Uh, but everybody gets a check for $1,000, and I think they set aside something like $300 billion for that. And that was for immediate relief. He's saying within the next two weeks, I want people who are directly affected by this to start getting relief. I want people who are directly affected by this crisis to see relief, to see money, to know that the government is taking care of them, and, and we want to do it big, we want to do it all at once, we don't want to do it like, you know, you get a hundred dollars a week. We want to just give you the thousand so you can figure it out and how it's gonna best suit you. And that's step one. Step two, which I think is brilliant and very effective and very helpful, is tax deferment. There's three hundred and fifty dollars or three hundred and fifty million dollars of tax deferment, which means that if you owe money on your taxes, you'll have ninety days to pay it. So April 15th, you file your taxes if you owe money and you don't have it or if you owe money and you want to keep that money just, you know, because you might need toilet paper just because your job's going and, you know, uh, been been canceled because you own a restaurant or a small business or you work for an airline or something. Then the government will give you 90 days penalty free, interest free to pay your taxes. Now, that only relates to people who owe money in taxes and typically those are your small business people those are people uh, who are making a certain amount of money per year but the really th- but the thing you need to remember and I heard a lot of people say oh great I don't need to file my taxes that's not true in fact if you are getting a tax refund file now if you're getting a tax refund file your taxes now because you are going to need that money. You want to have that cash in hand. Taxes are a are an interest free loan that you make to the government. And they take it out of your paycheck, and if they're taking too much, that's why you get a refund. A refund, first of all, and this is a this is a longer story for another day. A refund is nothing to be excited about. What a refund at the end of the year means is that you've been basically giving too much of your money to the government, they've been holding on to it for a year, and they're giving it back to you. Oh, but they're not paying interest. It's an interest free loan to the government. So if you know you're getting a refund or if you expect you're getting a refund, file your taxes now. Get that refund back. Do it electronically. Do it online. Get direct deposit. Make sure you're getting that money because you're going to need that money. You're going to need that money. And if you are filing taxes and you think you owe, you still have to file. But you have 90 days penalty free and interest free for which to make that payment to the federal government. And that I think is really exciting. But don't get, don't mistake it for what it's not. It is not, you don't have to pay your taxes this year. You do. You have to pay them ninety days later. It is not. I don't need to file my taxes by April fifteenth. You do. And if you know you're getting a refund, you should be filing today because you want to get that. That is money that you're going to need for hand sanitizer, toilet paper, food, mortgage, car payments, gas, whatever, whatever. You're going to need that money, ASAP. And you and you've and the government's just waiting to send it to you. So go get it. 855-765-1045. Uh, I got all worked up. Sorry, I was thinking about it. I really think I have to file my taxes. Chris in Jacksonville. How are you doing, Chris? Uh, good, Mark. Good morning, man.
5: Don't work yourself up too much.
1: No, I know. I'm getting all, I'm getting all riled up. I don't know why. <laughs>
5: hey, uh, calling with respect to somebody prior asking, could you have both uh, the flu and COVID-19? I guess co-infection is possible, but very bad luck. My buddy just went through a test. On Tuesday in Orlando, and he told me the symptoms, thought he was dying, and when he went to get tested, they'll test immediately for the flu, and he he was positive. If that's true, they don't test you for COVID-19. They send you home with antibiotics. Got it. So very rare, that's all. And the last caller I recalled asking, could you do it? Very
1: rarely. All right, hey, thanks for calling. We really, uh, we really appreciate it. This is Nathan in Indiana. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Oh, I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good, man. What do you want to say today, Nathan?
0: I think this whole virus is a big smoke and mirrors. You think uh, it's a, a big smoke and mirrors,
5: huh? Yeah. What makes you say I think that, Donald Trump? Well, from day one, Donald Trump has always said he's going to drain the swamp. So I think this is the whole big smoke and mirrors. He's going to uh, do a bunch of arrests on the crooked politicians.
0: Okay. And the government.
1: So you think what the he's going to arrest people while the coronavirus is going on, or you think he was going to arrest people and that's why the coronavirus all of a sudden popped up?
5: Well, I think it's it's the coronavirus is a uh, cover up. He was wanting to get everybody off the streets, and then he's going to send the military in. And he's going to arrest these people. Okay, you think Donald Trump's going to do that? Yes.
1: All right. That's interesting, Nathan. That's an interesting look. I've heard the opposite. In fact, I've said the opposite, because if you think about it, uh, Donald Trump has he ran one of his things before he was president. Donald Trump ran on the platform of drain the swamp. And he even got up in in, on a debate with Hillary Clinton and said, if I were president, you'd be in jail. And when you went to a Trump rally, all you heard was lock her up, lock her up. And so the Democrats took that to heart when he won and started throwing out all kinds of distractions, tons of distractions. First, it was Mueller and Russia collusion. And then it was uh then it was the Ukraine mess. Then it was impeachment. Now that the impeachments now that all we've gone through three and a half years of that. Now that he got acquitted um, by the Senate by on both counts of impeachment. No thanks to Mitt Romney. Now that he's acquitted and impeachment is a is is back in the rearview mirror. It was time for Donald Trump to drain the swamp. And lo and behold, here comes another distraction, another thing that Donald Trump has to deal with 24/7. Another place for him to put his attention. So, I have heard that before that this is the latest this is the latest thing that the uh, that the left has come up with that the people that Donald Trump threatened. When he said drain the swamp, the people knew who he was talking about. Oh, the deep state leftists, they knew exactly who he was coming after. The Clintons, the Obamas, the Pelosi's, the Soroses. They knew exactly who was being targeted. And that's why they kept Donald Trump busy. Well, now that that their concocted dramas of impeachment in Ukraine and Russia and Mueller are all dried up, they needed something else to draw away his attention. I mean, I've been hearing that since coronavirus started. Is it true? I hope not. You know, I hope that this is legitimately a global pandemic that is uh, that is something that we need to, to you know take care of. And I believe or I hope that the Democrats and the Republicans are working together so well because they both realize that this is a real thing. If it were a fake thing, I don't think you'd see the Democrats reacting the way they are, passing these spending bills, staying off of television, working with uh, President Trump, you know, making mending these bridges. I don't know. So but, you know, I could be I could be totally wrong. It wouldn't be the first time. Uh, thanks so much for calling. though We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. We're running a little late. We've got to take a quick break. More of your phone calls. That's coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV.
5: Mark, have you
2: heard the reports about potentially using hydroxychloroquine to combat the coronavirus well good news i've been taking hydroxychloroquine for 5 years
1: man good look at you congratulations i got to now i got to run out and get some hydroxychloroquine at the uh, at uh, the hydroxychloroquine i mean it sounds like i don't even know what that was. was that like chlorine water is that just like swimming pool water? I don't even, I don't know. Anyway, eight five five seven six five one zero four five. I hadn't heard that report, but then, like I said, there's a lot of reports coming in uh, every single day. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Brian in Arlington. Hi, Brian. How are you?
5: Hey, Mark. How's it going? Oh,
1: I'm doing great, man. Thanks so much for asking. what do you want
5: to say today, Brian? Uh, the, the main thing I have a question about is. How is it that the virus seems to have a pattern and spreading? If it was, if it was people just traveling from the infected place at Wuhan, why is it that it's just not jumping up in sporadic places all over the world and, and different things? Why is it going to blow up in Italy? And why is the U.S. going to blow up on a trail? They always show that map of us behind Italy. Why is, I just don't understand that because if it was spreading via people on planes and boats and all this stuff, it seems like it would blow up in San Francisco, it would blow up in Mexico City. It would be very random to where it's being really, uh, you know, mass breakouts, yeah. right, like they say we're going to be experienced. So it's, it's just very odd that it's sweeping from west to east. It's just, it just seems odd. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a... A normal phenomenon, but... Right. Or, well, I mean, east to west, but, if
1: you consider China the far east, because, like, a lot of people do. Right. Let me ask you this, though. what So what are you suggesting? If it's not spreading naturally, if it doesn't seem like a natural spread to you, what do you think is going on?
5: Well, I definitely believe that China would, you know, just like in a world war or anything, economic power is, is king. Mm-hmm. And if you can destroy the number one economic power, which is the USA, you know that that brings them down to to a different level. I definitely believe there could be uh, economic warfare going on as far as that goes. I mean, but the thing is, a lot of scientists have said that this isn't designed uh, biologically. You know, right. there's nothing there. So, uh, but there again, there's just a lot of strange things. You know, the whole the pictures with Chinese people walking down the streets with uh, sprayers disinfecting everything. When I first saw that, I was like. I was like, "This is nonsense. What are they doing?" And then when you start thinking about the propaganda side of it, you go to realize, "Wow, are they really doing this?" And then when you see everything that's happening, you look back on those things. You're like, you know, you're, you start to. I'm not a tinfoil hat by any means, but you know, there, there's a lot of things that yeah. just kind of don't add up. You, you know, know, you, you know what's thing.
1: you know what's really interesting to me, and I and I appreciate that uh, call, Brian, and I pre- and hey. been, you're saying something a lot of people are saying. If you think about Russia. If you think about Russia, you look at the map and they're, the New York Times, the one thing they do really well is they have an updated map and they keep updating it every day. They have a U.S. map and they have a world map. And if you look at where it's spread out over the world, China has 80,000 cases. Russia, which borders China, has 100 cases. Now, either they're not reporting them or they don't know about it or 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 what have you or they or, you know, China's not infecting Russia. But when you think about it, the United States and and South Korea. And Japan and all these other, you know, not necessarily not necessarily staunch allies of China have more and more of the coronavirus than anyone else. So, I mean, it is interesting how it's how it is spreading sporadically. It jumps right over India and goes into Iran where there's 17000 cases yet. Yet in the uh, in Saudi Arabia and Iraq. Well, they're just they're just not reporting. Israel only has 400, whereas whereas across Europe, you're in the thousands. With Italy, you're right, having 31,000. How is it that it jumps right across Africa and Israel to Italy? I don't know the answer to these questions. Uh, but you know, it's something, everything needs to be looked at, doesn't it? 855-765-1045. All right. We'll get some more of your phone calls in. So keep them coming. 855-765-1045. Quick break. The Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative.
2: You call people out no matter what they are. and You hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show.
0: This is the Mark K Show. I'm curious about this this check that they want to send everybody for $1,000. At the end of the year, you have to pay taxes on that?
1: You know, how horrible would that be? Here's a $1,000 check. Oh, by the way, you have to pay taxes. Uh, This is in lieu of basically, this was in lieu of the um, the payroll tax deferment. What they were going to do originally was defer the payroll taxes. And that meant that you would get more money month to month in your paycheck. But uh, the president decided with Stephen Mnuchin, that wasn't going to be enough uh, of an economic impact. They needed to get cash in people's hands right away. So now they're just going to you're not going to get the payroll tax deferment if you still get paid. But you will get the one thousand dollars. And I'm assuming that is tax free. It would be really crappy for them to send it to you and then say, oh, by the way, send four hundred dollars of that back. For taxes. Eight five five seven six five uh one oh four five is the number. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five is the number. This is Mark in Clearwater, Florida. Hey Mark, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today, Mark? Doing great. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say, sir?
0: Oh, I just wanted to dabble a little bit on something. Um <clears throat> why it's such a fiasco when you got people like myself that try to have a little bit extra in times like this, you know, yeah. so we can spread a little bit of extra ray of sunshine in all these dark times. Right. You know, got a little bit extra food, a little bit extra TP, a little bit extra soap, a little bit extra gun uh, ammunition. You know, everything we should need to, to at least last a good minute when sure. all this is going dark. Yeah. Why are we called extremists? When we're sitting pretty smiling and everybody is just kind of wondering why are we psychotic because we're not panicking and racing to the store and cleaning the shelves out with everybody else. Yeah. But look at them now.
4: No, <laughs> I, 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 the, you are right. You are,
1: all, all the preppers are having an I read an article. It was called preppers have the told you so moment that they've been waiting for. And if you're a prepper, if you're somebody who stockpiles food or ammunition or has a generator or, you know, chlorine pills to clarify the water or a bathtub and all that stuff. If you're one of those people, uh, you are really having your moment, man. This is your time to shine. And this is when people realize that you're not crazy. In fact, you're probably the smartest people out there. And don't think that my wife and I haven't haven't been looking at our, our laundry room and thinking, okay, if we take out those shelves and we put in new storage bins, we could store at least six months worth of MREs in there. Don't think we're not doing that right now. Don't think that I'm not – I'm measuring my closet. I'm like, okay, so the gun safe will go in here. I'll be able to handle this much ammunition. I mean, everyone's thinking that. I I kid you not, prepping to me now seems not just like the smartest thing in the world, but also a responsible thing, especially if you have kids and a family. Prepping for an emergency like this, I mean, it is – It is demoralizing to have to run out and search for toilet paper or fight somebody for toilet paper or buy the last roll of toilet paper on the shelf and think, oh, my God, thank God I did that. That is not the kind of life that I want to lead for sure, and I'm sure a lot of people won't after this now. What's going to happen is you're going to see people, when this is all kind of subdued and there's a little bit more expendable income and the economy rebounds, you're going to see people prepping a lot more. I kid you not. I talk, We talked about this the other day. I was talking about how I needed a new car because my car is too small. And I started looking at, you know, this vehicle and that and best vehicle for kids, best vehicle for families. After I haven't purchased a new car yet, and, and nor am I going to at this moment. But after this whole thing happened, I went online and I, I started searching, you know, Best vehicle to have in an emergency or best vehicle for bugging out, as the preppers like to call them best vehicle for, you know, ABCD. And and so now my thought now I'm thinking, you know, away from the luxury. I'm thinking away from from the style. I'm thinking, what do I need? I need a four-wheel drive truck that can fit me and my entire family and our tents and extra cans of gasoline and can travert. You know, if I have to get if what if the roads are closed and I've got to go off-road? What if there's flooding? What if, you know, there's mass hysteria? What What do I need? And I think you're going to be seeing a lot more of that after the coronavirus. What people thought was crazy will become the norm. And you're going to, everything, if you're a prepper right now, your friends are good. You're going to be the most popular prepper in your in your neighborhood. Your friends are going to be saying, hey, so uh, how do I store my food or what kind of food can I store? How much toilet paper do I need? How do I you know what? What's the best container for water? Do I need distilled water or spring water? How long can I last it? You know, do I do I have to rotate it? You are going to become the stars of your neighborhood. Everybody, everybody that used to ridicule you is going to start asking you for advice. And if they don't, they're the crazy ones. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Uh we really uh we really appreciate it. This is Ray in Jacksonville. Ray, how are you? Ray? Right. All right, good talking to you, Ray. Uh we'll get back to you here in just a minute. Mike on the West Side, how you doing, Mike?
3: Hey, how you doing? It's I'm pleasure good, talking man. to you. Oh well, nice talking to you hey, too, uh, sir. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, they closed the restaurants, they closed the movie did this, they closed this, they closed that. Yeah. You know, I, I was born and raised in 1950. Okay. Okay. Back in those days, all uh, right, if you went to a restaurant, that was once a Blue Moon. If you went to a bar, that was a place where men went to drink. They didn't have no nightclubs. Okay. Right. Got it. All right. My 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 mother used to cook cook all meals three days every day. Cook all meals. Right. Right. We didn't eat out. Okay. In the wintertime, we went out and we uh, sleigh you know, riding, right? Yeah. And at nighttime, it was too cold, all right? We sat around. If you had a TV, you were lucky if you had a TV. We spent most of our time listening to the radios, right? We had Monopoly. We played games. Yeah. We drew on pieces of paper, okay? We read books, okay? We learned to adjust. Okay, all right, these folks nowadays, they, 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 they can't deal with too much. Back in those days, we were survivalists, okay? Yep. Whatever came our way, we survived on it, right? you talk about toilet paper, you run out of toilet paper. Well, if you run out of toilet paper, what are you going to do? You get a rag, you wash it, and wipe your butt. All right, we learned how to adjust. Is that what you did? That's okay. what you did in the fifties.
1: You, you wiped your butt with a rag.
3: Yeah, well, if, if it came down to. that. Oh, if it came down. Yeah, I got it. it. Okay, perfect. Now, you, you had to do what you had to do. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I'm, Mike. I'm gonna be honest if, with you. The fifties sound horrible. <laughs> no wonder my. No wonder <laughs> yeah, my parents. That, that's how it was. Yeah, no, that's I get it it. was.
0: I,
3: we, I, we didn't. We, we did We didn't have a. We didn't have a TV. We listened to the radio. You
0: didn't okay. have TV in the fifties. Uh, I'm
3: sure you had one TV. Something. We, we couldn't afford it. Oh, we couldn't okay. afford yeah. it back yeah, then. Cool. Okay. And I remember when I was six years old, I bought a transistor radio for five dollars wow. when it first came out. Wow. Okay. They, that's how it was. Yeah. Okay? The things things were a little different. But these folks nowadays, they don't know how to uh, survive off the things that they used to having everything they want. Yeah. Lord, don't let don't let the cell phones go down. They'll have heart attacks in the United
1: States. <laughs> that is one hundred percent true. Look, and that, and that's what happens. That's what maybe it's a maybe it's a way. Maybe we were getting too soft, and this is God's way of saying, "Listen, you guys, you guys are pansies. We got to toughen you up." Boom, coronavirus. Maybe that's it. Uh, thanks so much for the call. By the way. Don't you love how he made radio sound so horrible? <laughs> it's like, dude, we didn't even have TV, we had to listen to the radio. <gasps> no, not the radio. <laughs> ah! eight foot say it's not out it is horrible wiping your butts with a rag listening to the radio i couldn't think of two worse things in the world 765 eight five five seven six five one oh four five hey thanks so much for the call we appreciate it mike eight five five seven six five one oh four five don't go anywhere it's the mark Show on 104.5 wokv
3: Thousand dollars isn't going to do nothing when they say we could be out of work for up to two, three months. That, that's nothing, man. I drop a thousand dollars in a day.
0: A thousand dollars, every little bit helps.
1: Hey, I had two different points. You know, two points of view. <laughs> Drops a thousand dollars in a day. What's he? Wow. What? Yeah, that's definitely a thousand dollars. That's only one day's worth of expense. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know who that is, but I want to hang out with him. Eight five five seven six five. One oh four five. This is a good time to maybe uh, investigate a side hustle. You know, if you've always been like, man, I want to, I want. I was thinking about a side hustle. I was thinking about opening an Etsy store and selling, you know, uh, uh, bottle openers that I made out of, uh, you know, spent shotgun shells. uh, Which is, you know, what that's a great side hustle. Maybe do some. uh, Maybe do some. You know, some babysitting. Although you don't want to do that because. Because you don't want to spread the coronavirus, maybe start some kind of. You know what people do? I read about this. This is lucrative. A lot of women make money selling photos of their feet. And apparently, there's a big market for that. Guys all over the world like to buy pictures of uh, of, of other women's feet, and they just, and they sell them for like fifty bucks. Fifty bucks a foot. That's pretty good. Eight five five seven six five one zero four. I'm not suggesting you do that. I'm just, maybe you know and maybe something else that you could do uh, to make a little extra money. Jacqueline from Jacksonville, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Oh, doing really well. Thanks so much, Jacqueline. We uh we appreciate you asking. What did you want to say, Jacqueline?
2: Oh, I wanted to first of all say that your last caller who was talking about how back in the old days people yeah. were tougher. Um I I was born in nineteen seventy four in New York, and even though it was a different era, um, we also grew up to be resilient. And I think um that's not what I called for, but I just wanted to say that I really loved what he had uh, to provide on the show for, for his call. What I wanted to talk about was um, homeschooling. I taught public school for 12 years yeah. in California before we moved to Florida seven years ago.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And um, we have a 10-year-old daughter who i homeschooled for her whole life. And so many people, I think, have this... Um, feeling that homeschooling is something that's going to be detrimental to their child but really what it is is it's just the ability to have more freedom to learn in the way that you want to learn and about the things that you're interested in so I think once parents right now get over the um, initial shock that they have about oh my god my kid isn't in school every day what am I going to do with them I have to put them into some sort of routine again, I noticed you said I want my kids to put on their uniform they're going to have their desks you don't have to recreate a school setting in your home for your kids to learn you can allow your kids to thrive in a new atmosphere um, by not making things as stringent and as restrictive as it was in their former classroom setting Yeah, you, you can actually um, allow them to pursue knowledge and information that they're actually interested in, things that matter to them. Yeah. And most of the time in school, a lot of people will learn a whole bunch of things really poorly and a few things really, really well. Yeah, I was one of those people. I was one of those people,
1: and Jacqueline, you bring like with the with what we're. I mean, this is a little different from homeschooling because you're not creating the curriculum. The Duval County Public Schools are having their curriculum; they're just putting it online, and you're going to have to work virtually with the teacher. Same thing with my kids. The school is still providing the curriculum, so if you didn't like math, you still got to learn math. If you didn't like uh, history, you've still got to learn history. If you didn't like to to write. They're still requiring all of that. But you, but you are right about the atmosphere and how you learn. And I think that kids learn differently. Um, you know, some kids like to watch videos. And the good news is you're going to be watching a lot more videos because your teachers are going to be sending them. Some kids are very easily distracted by their friends. And, you know, think about think about how much easier it's going to be for your kid to learn in this scenario, because there's not going to be the discipline problems in the school. I mean, how much time is wasted in school because the teacher has to discipline some kid or send him to the principal's office or or, you know, fight him off or yell at them about their homework or or, you know, listen to them cussing all that stuff. Think about all that. That is now that is that is that is extricated from your child's learning environment, unless, of course, you're at home. Cussing, unless of course your kid was the problem in the first place, in which case now they're just cussing at you instead of cussing at some teacher. Uh, but you're right. It is definitely a, it's an opportunity for you to figure out how your kids best learn and, and give them an environment that does exactly that. Also, I didn't make them put on their uniforms. I just suggested they put on their uniforms, but I'm pretty sure they're, I'm pretty sure they're dressed. If they're not still in their pajamas, they're at least dressed like public school kids today for sure. 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to get out of here. And then we will be back tomorrow. Is it Thursday? Wow. Is it? Wow. Is it Thursday already? All right. No telling what's going to happen tomorrow or who's going to be here, but we will definitely get you the information you need, the latest on the coronavirus. If we have time, we'll do some what the bleep, although you can't come to the studio to pick up any prizes. So maybe, you know what? Bragging rights. That's what we're playing for tomorrow, bragging rights. In the meantime, stay tuned for traffic weather news, Rush Limbaugh, and the task force update. It's coming up on 104.5 WOKV.